What's up, principals, and welcome to the Principal Crew Podcast. My name is Adam Welcome. I'm a principal. I'm your host, and this is the podcast that is all about principals and leadership all of the time because that's what we do. Today is a brand new feature, first time ever on the Principal Crew Podcast, and it's an assistant principal feature. Twice a month, I'm going to have an assistant principal on the show that I'm going to interview to talk about all things assistant principal. And the very first assistant principal that I'm having on the show today is somebody that I have actually, I've met before uh, very briefly years ago at a conference, but it's someone that I've been connected with. And this person has interacted with me over the years on Twitter, just responding and commenting. And when I was thinking about this assistant principal feature, I was going through my feed and I said, this is the first person I need to have on. So Sarah Gamrad, welcome to the podcast. Adam, thanks for having me. I, I, it's so exciting to be here. And this is your first podcast, is oh, it? It sure is. It oh is my, my gosh. First- and only yes. podcast so far, but it's so exciting. I love it. So the first principal podcast, assistant principal feature, first podcast. Sarah, for all the listeners that are listening that just don't know who you are, tell us who you are. Tell us about yourself, where you work, where you're from. Just give us the give us the lowdown. Great. Okay. Um, well, I uh, am a native-born Illinoisan. Um, I work just outside the Chicagoland um, area. I am at um, Berwyn South School District 100, and I want to give them a shout out because um, I am a loyal educator here. This is my 19th year in the district. Um, I have my journey started as a middle school uh, social studies teacher. Um, I was so blessed to get a job out here um, near Chicago in the more of an urban um, setting here, working with Uh, students in seventh and eighth grade. Um, From there, I was given many opportunities uh, at the middle school level to be a leader. Um, I've had a a few role models that um, I was able to follow and they took with me on their great journey and and have such moved on, but um, I was given the opportunity to work with our community very closely with um, teachers, very closely as a, a, a instructional coach, um, as a parent liaison, as a team leader, as a grade level leader, and you know all those fun things that that help a school really operate and and get to work closely with the students. Um, so from my middle school position, I moved to an elementary school in the district where I became an assistant principal four years ago. Um, being an educator, I'm also a mom of two beautiful little girls, um, Zoe and Isla, who are currently in um, some transitional grades right now. Uh, I have a third grader, Zoe, and a little kindergartner, um, Isla. Um, I have a supportive husband at home, um, Jonathan, who is a, a, an essential worker currently. You know, he's out there every day working really hard. Um, and uh, you know, just to, to, to get by, like we were speaking before, you know, um, for all the roles that we live, um, I'm a yogi, I'm a proud yogi that, that, you know, really helps me um, get through those, those tough times and really um, connect with, with other people. So 
that's sort of me overall. Um, I'm hoping that soon I'll be able to get back to the summertime of going to um, live concerts. I am a huge, huge music lover. So everything I do has um, something to do with that music, which I believe is a, a universal language for everybody. Well, I know there's one thing that you can help, help me with. I'm a failed yogi. Uh, for years, I've been wanting to do yoga. My wife and I went to one class after, right after we got married and we were like, Ugh. and then for Christmas last year, she got me a, um, a, uh, a membership to yoga works in where I live. And I went pretty regular, like three days a week and then COVID hit. And then I just have not, um, I've not been able to keep up. So, um, we're going to talk uh, after the show about getting me on the yoga path. But you know, I, love, I love that you talk about your family and your husband and your girls. That's so important. But I want to focus on what you said about having role models, which I in turn mm -hmm. interpret as like mentors. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people that I talk to in my travels and conversations that are aspiring leaders, if it's an assistant principal or a principal, I always tell them, find a mentor, get a mentor. And they will ask me, well, how? Where do you find a mentor or how do you interview a mentor? So what are your recommendations for getting a mentor? I kind of feel it's like dating. You got to kind of go out and like, you know, like make sure you're a good match and find people. And sometimes you have to, you have to kind of ring the bell a little bit to say, Hey, I'm over here. I'm available. And I need some, and I want some, some mentorship. So what are your thoughts on that, Sarah? Um, well, I don't, I, I don't think you necessarily find a mentor, right? I don't think it's something, you know, I, let's go on the analogy of dating, right? Uh, once you stop looking, I think it presents itself. Um, I think that, uh, but if you're not looking at all, nobody's going to know you're interested. So if you are single and you're just staying at home <laughs> and you're not putting yourself out there at all, nobody's going to know you're available. So I think I think, sure. it, I think it's a dichotomy of putting yourself out there in the right circles with the right people, with the right intentions, with the right um, kind of aura of who you are. So then you will get matched with someone that will support you and kind of accent you in that way. I mean, what do you think about that? I, I, yeah, I think it's all about um, knowing your community and part of you know where you are. I think you can find a mentor in all, um, all the facets of, you know, of education. I can speak to uh, my own personal journey where I, I can talk about a mentor that I have that is a community member, you know, that's a, that's a, a parent um, within, our, within our district. I can speak to a role model or a, a, you know, someone that I found that has, because I developed those strong relationships with others, I can then, you know, determine who is the best person I can go to to speak to the needs that I have, right? And I think it's, um, I think you have to be a little selfish too. Um, you know, I think that you have to know what your, you know, what are my core values or what is my why and who can I reach out to that can help support my why? And it sounds a little bit selfish as I, you know, am speaking to it, but I think that that's an, an important part is to, is you know, knowing yourself and where you want to go and what your long-term or your short-term goals are, and then finding those people within, you know, the different departments that you work with or the, you know, the different circles that, that you already have. And I, um, I have to say that uh, using social media 
is definitely a way that I've been able to expand my, you know, my PLN and know that there are other people out there that feel like they may be on the same island that I am on or feel like, um, you know, maybe something that they tried failed. And, you know, being able to utilize the different schools that I've been at, um, the, the different forms of social media, being part of uh, Facebook groups, um, being part of, um, you know, uh, seeking out educators on Twitter, uh, really listening to when I go to um, professional development and people saying, you know, here's my Twitter. Um, and, and saying, great, then, you know, I am gonna follow you. And, and knowing that it, it can be that, it doesn't have to be that personal. You know, I know when I first got on Twitter, um, I wanna say it was about four years ago, I said, oh gosh, you're offering your, your Twitter to me? Should I, can I go on there? It seems a little personal. I don't even really know you, but utilizing something like um, Twitter or Voxer, I'm part of a couple of Voxer groups um, and really just being able to hear the voice of others literally hearing the voice of others um, talking about what's happening now um, has been really important and helped me uh, work towards my my goals and finding those people that are there to, to lift me up. Yeah, aspiring uh, leaders, assistant principals that are listening, the advice that Sarah is dropping is, is absolutely golden. Get connected first and foremost. If it's, I think Twitter is the match.com for educators, that's where you meet people. And then the Voxer, that's like the second, the third, the fourth, like the long-term dating, if we're gonna go with a dating theme, because that's where you get to know people more by having a conversation. Twitter is great for those initial conversations, but it really just broadens it. That's step one. Step two is that mentorship piece and reaching out. And it's kind of like, hey, asking like, hey, do you wanna go out? Do you wanna be my mentor? Um, it's, it's super important. And then the third piece is, and a question that I get all the time and something that I dealt with because I went from being a teacher to an assistant principal at a very large elementary school, kindergarten through fifth grade, we had 1200 students. It was, it was massive, but it was an amazing learning laboratory for me as a new 30 year old assistant principal. And the question I get from people is, okay, well, how do you make that jump from teacher to principal, uh, to assistant principal? And you already outlined a few things like getting involved with uh, become, be, you know, take, take the leadership reins of things while you are a teacher. I think those are important. And we've talked about those on the podcast before, but what else would you recommend to people once they have the connection, once they have maybe a mentor or if they don't, and then, all right, I'm a seventh grade teacher or a, or a 10th grade teacher, or I teach third grade and I really want to get into leadership and administration. What would you tell people, Sarah? Well, I think it's important to um, be a risk taker and be be vulnerable. And, um, you know, you said something before, you, you really just have to ask questions. Um, you know, oftentimes we feel like we, we're supposed to know everything um, and know everything right now. And I think one of the most difficult parts um, of, of maybe your personality is saying, you know what, it's okay. It's okay that I don't have the answers for everything. And I think that's the most important part of, of, of developing your, um, your overall, you know, um, persona of being a leader is that is being a leader is reaching out, um, having that circle of people that you can go to and, and asking questions because you're not going to get answers or you're not going to be able to reflect on what you've already done or what you're going to do. If you don't ask those questions and be, you know, open-minded to know that, um, 
you know, it's okay. You know, I following up and following through is the most important part. And that's how you're going to get to know where your strengths are, right. And, and where your challenges are going to be um, when you're moving on to, to a leadership position. Yeah. Another piece of advice, something that I did was when I was a teacher, I took a couple a couple of days, a couple of personal days, and I reached out to a couple of assistant principals in my district, elementary, middle school, and high school, and I spent half a day with each of them. You don't need to spend an entire day. And what it does is it actually gets you, gets you to see the job first and foremost. And what it did for me was when I went to go interview some of the principals, because there's always principals on the panel that aren't the principal at that school, they were principals of the schools that I had actually shadowed the assistant principal. And I think what it did, because they told me afterwards was it actually showed us that you were really serious because you took the time, you took the personal days, you invested in yourself and you just didn't say, I want to be an administrator. You actually went to see what it was like. And all that does is cost you a personal day. Um, I think it's, I think it's pretty easy. So, okay. Now you are an assistant principal. What is your advice for getting to know the staff and everybody's in a different place. When I became an assistant principal, my principal was also new. So we came on new together, but sometimes there's been principals there for five, 10, 15 years. And you're the sixth vice principal because they're great at building leaders and they go off and take on their own school. So what is your advice, Sarah, for coming into a building and like, you're the new person and you're all pumped and excited and you're like, Hey, and how do you get to know people? I think first and foremost, uh, you need to take that first year and really focus on building relationships. There are managerial pieces, right. To making certain that your school is safe and that is, um, that you know, uh, it's it's operating um, and it's uh, it's fluid. But I think the most important thing when you are you know placed in that position, it starts with um, even before the school year starts, you know, getting personal and getting to know your staff, not just as an educator, but getting to know them as a person. You know, are they a, a a partner to someone else? Do they have kids? Do they have a dog that they love? You know, um, do they have certain bands that they follow? You know, these certain things I think really make up who a person is as um, as an educator too. Um, so really building those relationships because as you build those relationships and really get to know someone, you then start to develop that trust. And once you can develop trust with others, then you can, you know, then you're promoting leaders in your building. And I think that, you know, as an assistant principal, that's part of, that's, that's part of my role here at the school is to um, find the strengths in others and, 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 and go down that path with them and, and walk with them, you know, and because everybody has a strength here at my school and, 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 and in every school and, and, and when you get personal and you get to know others, you get to find out what their strengths are. And then you work with those strengths, right? And, and I think that then makes for just a transformational um, culture. And, and we've done that this year. You know, something that we're really proud of this year is using um, our new principal here is now using, you know, staff meetings, not just as an informational time, but a time to say, hey, look at what this teacher has done, right? And then they are in the spotlight and then they're sharing. So, you know, it's because we did get personal and we did develop those relationships. So we knew, you know, where those strengths were and how we could then spread it like confetti. Yeah. 
I'm going to add in some other advice just from firsthand. I, I love talking about the AP role because I had so much fun as an assistant principal. Learn everybody's name on your staff as soon as you can. I remember I studied the website of the school where I was going to before I started and they had pictures of all the staff and their names. And I made like little flashcards for myself. So when I walked in, I knew, hey, Sarah, hey, Julie, hey, Bob, whoever it is. And that did a lot for the staff because they showed them that you cared to know who their name is. And my other recommendation to new assistant principals is spend as little time in your office as possible. Uh, put on your walking shoes. There, don't spend any time in your office. Just spend all the time in the building, on campus, uh, riding the bus, getting to know students, getting to know teachers, because that is really the most important thing. And you can't you can't feel the pulse of a school from your office. You got to be out there where everything is happening. So I was going to wait to ask this question until the end, but you've already brought it up a couple times about music and, and bands. If you could choose one band or one artist to see in a concert or go backstage or come perform at your school, I would choose Ed Sheeran because I'm a huge Ed Sheeran fan. But Sarah, who would you choose? And you can only choose one. Oh, man. That's a really tough decision for me because... Um, we ask tough questions on oh, the Principal Crew podcast. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. If I... You know, I think right now, just because of, uh, you know, where, where I'm at right now, there's a new band that I've been listening to and I'm going to give them a shout out because they're new, they're young. Um, they are a group that, um, you know, because they're young, that's why I would bring them here. That's what I would bring them to school because I would want my kids to see the potential that they have you know, when you bring arts into the classroom, when you bring arts into your life, the potential that you have at such a young age and how influential you can be at such a young age. Um, I have to give a shout out to a band called Goose. Um, they're on the East Coast. Uh, they're a jam band that, um, they're a pretty technical band that what I love about them is they're always smiling. They are mm. always having a good time, you know, whatever they're doing. And um, they're not just they're not just creating music, but they're performing and um, you can tell that they have a love for their fans. So I would want, I would want my students and my staff to see that. Awesome. I think that's really important. Yeah. I love it. All right. Back to the AP questions, but I had to ask the music question. <laughs> so I talk with a lot of assistant principals and they struggle with this one thing. And I struggled with this thing too, a little bit at times. And I think it's, common with the assistant principal principal relationship and it's they the assistant principal struggles with their principal and their principal's leadership style because they don't align or they do things that they wouldn't do and I tell people well you're the assistant principal so just get over it and do how they want it and then look for a principal job and that's easier said than done for some people but what, what is your recommendation if you were talking to another assistant principal that was struggling with their principal? What, what would you tell them? Communication, communication. Mm -hmm. Clear is kind. Communication is key. 
I think that um, from my experience, uh, I've worked with, um, I've only worked with two principals. Um, they have both, I have been so blessed and been so lucky to work with, um, you know, such wonderful thought partner, partners uh, in my career. So as I had said, I think communication is key and being clear with one another, um, developing what that partnership looks like. Uh, it's highly important to show your staff, your families, and your students that you are a cohesive unit, right? And you can't be a cohesive unit if you're not communicating with one another. Um, setting aside deliberate times to meet throughout the week. As we know, we always get interrupted, but really being um, deliberate and using that time efficiently, having an agenda of what you're going to talk about so you are on the same page. Um, I also feel like establishing what your roles and responsibilities are and being, um, being very transparent about what those roles and responsibilities are, being transparent with um, everybody in the building, right? So then that way uh, your staff knows who to go to at, at a time of crisis, right? Um, who, who do I talk to and, and who's gonna support me or, or, or point me in the, in the right direction? Um, because if we don't work together, then the culture and the climate of, of the building is going to begin to fall apart. Yeah. I was having a conversation recently with an assistant principal and this assistant principal was telling me all the problems of their principal. And this is a conversation that I've had with hundreds of assistant principals over the years and they do this and they don't do that. And I said, you know, do you know, you know who has the problem? And they said, who? I said, you. You know, if the other person won't change and they're your boss, then you need to change your approach. And I think the same is in relationships. My wife, if, if I have a problem with how my wife does the dishes or whatever it might be in our relationship around our home, and I say, hey, you know, can you do it like this or that? Or, or I don't wanna say something, then I need to change my approach. Then I'm the problem. And I think that takes a lot of humility and a lot of openness to grow, but especially in that assistant principal principal relationship, it is, it is absolutely vital. And if you are not meeting on a weekly basis with your principal, set it up. That was one of the first things that my principal did when I was an assistant principal. We had a standing weekly meeting because there'd be days where I would barely see them. I'd be like, hey, how are you? Oh, good. Because we were just, we were moving and grooving. And no matter how big or small your school is, you better be moving and grooving because there's stuff to do. So really to what you said, set up those weekly meetings, but if you still have trouble and you're still just hating it and frustrated, then look for another job or change your own approach. I think that's really important. So now this is kind of an interesting question. What do you do when you're an assistant principal and how are you looking for a principal job? Or you know, if you're not, and maybe not you specifically, Sarah, but like, what would you recommend to assistant principals that are like, okay, like now if you're ready to make the leap to principal, what do you do? And maybe maybe you don't want to be a principal. Maybe you're happy in the assistant principal role for now or for 10 years or for the rest of your career. Um, but what would you recommend to people that maybe want to make that next jump? Um, I would say, uh, first and foremost, um, 
you know, I, I think be open-minded. And again, it goes back to having that, that circle of, of people that are important to you and that want, um, want you to be successful too. Right. Um, I personally, um, I, I try to be the best I can with, with where I'm at. Right. Um, oftentimes looking too far into the future, uh, you're not focusing on what's happening right now. So just being present and what you're doing right now, I think is really important to even determine what your next steps are. Um, if you want to be a principal, um, I think they are <laughs> two very different jobs. Um, you know, I think that when I was a teacher, I thought that they were just kind of similar jobs that, you know, the assistant principal assists the principal, right? Let's be, you know, um, that, that's the definition, but it's very, very different. Uh, I think that it's important to make certain that if you're in the assistant principal job and you aspire to be a principal, that you really need to have a strong relationship with the principal that you're working with and be open and say, you know, this is where I want to be and how can you support me um, in that in that journey? And, and to be a principal, um, you also need to you know, your hand is in so many different cookie jars. And I think it's, you know, organizing your thoughts into, you know, what am I really good at? And, and what can I use the assistant principal job to be better at those pieces um, of, the, of, of the principal job? And, you know, I think that, as I stated, they are different, but obviously there are similarities. And um, where, where you're at, I think really makes a difference as to where you're going to be and focusing on, like I said, those strengths that you have. And then how can I be better at some of the challenges as the assistant principal to be a better principal? Yeah. Word of warning to all the assistant principals out there. You sleep way better as an assistant principal. My principal told me that <laughs> and I, I believed her. And then when I became a principal, I, I felt I was ready, but you definitely, you definitely sleep better. And you know, being a principal is so fun, but I would say I had more fun as an assistant principal. There's just different decisions on the mind of principals. So don't be too uh, eager to, to jump out of that AP job. But, um, but I think it's important to know where you are um, in your personal life too. Um, and I just wanted to say that just because, uh, you know, I, I, I want to make certain that I can give my full self as a professional educator, but also, you know, at the same time, align that to being a great mom, right? Or a great wife or a great sister or whatever that is. Currently right now, you know, that I can be an awesome assistant principal and an awesome mom at the same time. I, can't, I, I don't think I could give my all to my school as a principal and as, you know, and to my family. So I think it's really important to, to know where you are or where you're gonna be, you know, in five years, if your kids are older or whatever that may be, that may be the time, you know, and then you can start developing your plan to, to reach that goal at that certain time. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Uh, I definitely think that's a good point. And then I would also do the dichotomy of, it's like, okay, um, we got married. We want to wait to save money and buy a house and like till we have kids and there's never like the perfect time to have kids or to get that job, but you gotta, you gotta do what's right for you. And, you know, talk to your, talk to your partner or whoever's in your life um, to make sure it's the right thing. Uh, what was the leadership book that changed your life and your outlook 
on leadership? Was there or is there a book that you read and you're like, oh man, because I know I've, I've had those books, be it in the education space or business space or military leadership. Is, is there a book, Sarah, that you would recommend? Um, I want to, I want to reference two, yeah. if I can. Um, I read um, uh, one recently, uh, Brené Brown's Dare to Lead. Um, not only did it support my, my why and my passion in education, but um, it helped me align what I'm doing as, as a person and the relationships that I develop, you know, outside of my colleagues and the people that I work with. I think that was a great book to help me align my core values with everything I do. Um, that was the most recent one I read. And then I would have to say, um, one of my favorites was um, Innovate Inside the Box. Hmm. Uh, I think that that not only supported some things that I was doing in the classroom, but how I could then translate some of the really cool things that I was doing in the classroom, as well as what I was seeing being done at my school in the classroom, and then, you know, dispersing that out into um, my school and my district, uh, and just some really neat things that I was, was seeing happen. Yeah, this is real life, everybody. We are recording while Sarah is at school and the bells are going off and uh, I'm on a break. So this is, no, this is real. Uh, this is real leadership um, as, it's, uh, as it's happening. So, well, Sarah, uh, I'm so happy that we took the time to connect and to get you on the podcast. And part of this podcast is handing the microphone over to my guest to help project their leadership voice. So I'm gonna pass the microphone over to you. And uh, what would you like to tell all the aspiring leaders and assistant principals out there that are, are uh, looking to do or be uh, what you are doing as a, as a school assistant principal? Sorry about all those dings. Um, geez, that is quite a loaded question, isn't it? I think with, uh, with what's happening right now, um, continue, you know, to continue to remain positive every day. Uh, it's something that um, one of my mantras that we tell my kids at home is um, put your feet on the floor. Once you put your feet on the floor for that day, you know, it's your choice whether or not it's going to be a good day. And um, if you're aspiring to be an assistant principal, continue to wake up every day and know that today's a new day. Um, you're gonna learn something new. Uh, you're gonna learn something new from someone on the street, uh, a kid, or even um, a colleague that you work with. So um, I think that it's really important that with, you know, the things that, that we're dealing with right now, we are pioneers. We are making a difference. You know, we're not, we're not just surviving right now. We are striving and we are, um, we are the face of uh, this time period that we're going through, and um, our students see us as their as their leaders, and they see us as that positive influence that they're having, and vice versa. They are doing the same. Yeah, I cannot agree more. And one more thing before we sign off, you mentioned Brene Brown. She has been the most dropped name on this podcast, probably about ten times. So Brene, if you are listening, I would love to interview you yes. on the Principal Crew podcast. Everyone that is listening right now, go to Twitter, tweet at Brene Brown. It's at B R E N E B R O W N S A. 
Hello, Brene Brown. You are being talked about all the time on this Principal Crew podcast. Tag me, Mr. Adam Welcome. Please gum on Adam's podcast so we can talk about leadership because it is evident that her leadership ideas translate so well to building leadership in a school. And Sarah, my friend, thank you for all that you do. And everyone listening, thank you for all that you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.